0: Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. April 21st, 2022. Time to sound the s alarm and reverse course to arms dealers. Virtually the entire legacy media sector has pivoted to building their own direct-to-consumer streaming services so they can have a direct relationship with consumers for the first time. Historically, they only distributed through third parties such as movie theaters and cable and satellite companies. Despite regularly attacking Netflix's content and quality and or profitability, legacy media management teams were secretly jealous and desperately wanted to have the investor love and valuation afforded Netflix. Former Disney CEO Bob Iger's stunning success with Disney Plus changed everything for the better or worse. Why today's streaming glut is Bob Iger's fault. Iger and team's quick success in rolling out Disney Plus caused Wall Street to shift how they valued Disney, enabling Disney to benefit from crushing earnings to invest in streaming rather than be penalized. Investors essentially said, we believe you can build a Netflix with your industry-leading IP and content and gave Disney the green light to invest in the streaming portion of Disney, valuing Disney's streaming portion separately from the core business despite heavy losses. Disney was a rocket ship on the SVOD subscriber side and made it look easy albeit an absurdly low price in the US and nearly free in Asia, and a global pandemic in the first year of launch, keeping everyone home, did not hurt either. Disney Plus hit 10 million subs on day one, broke 50 million subs in just over a year, and hit 100 million in just 16 months. Disney's success in building streaming subscribers and shifting how it was valued changed the strategy of other companies in the sector. There might never have been a Peacock, a Paramount Plus, or a Discovery Plus without the success of Disney Plus. Disney might even have sold Hulu to Comcast if not for the success of Disney Plus. But when you had investors enamored with Netflix, enabling them to spend aggressively on content, and Disney making it look so easy to replicate Netflix, everyone else lined up to follow strategically. The key holdout was Sony, who simply held their ground and focused on being an arms dealer to an increasing array of streaming services that were hungry for content. Unlike the bundled linear TV world where just enough content was the winning strategy, in the SVOD world, you need a constant supply of fresh content to attract new subscribers and keep subscribers because turning off is as easy as clicking a button. In turn, being an arms dealer has become an incredible business for Sony, not to mention talent agencies such as Endeavor. What now? Following Netflix's Q1 2022 results, it is quite clear that even if the long-term TAM of SVOD is unchanged, meaning 500 million to a billion subscribers globally, it will take far longer to get there, implying the following for legacy media companies. Quote, with TAM in question, increasing competition from tech giants, Apple and Amazon, Who do not care about the short-term profits of SVOD and the need to constantly retain users with must-see programming, which is hard to create 365 days a year. It is becoming clear that the profitability of SVOD may not be nearly as compelling as investors hoped and certainly nowhere near as profitable as the legacy media businesses that streaming is replacing. End quote. Now that the entire media industry has pivoted to streaming and declared it their number one priority. They have sought to recapture all their best content in IP for their own streaming platforms versus licensing to third parties. And they made streaming the home of all of their highest-profile new programming. In turn, they have all proactively accelerated the demise of linear TV and the multi-channel bundle. Linear TV programming quality has collapsed outside of sports, and even sports are shifting to streaming now. Yet, if streaming is not economically as compelling as they anticipated and investors are not going to give them credit for investing in streaming because the long-term economic potential is far lower, should legacy media consider an abrupt about-face? While it feels hard to fathom abandoning streaming with so much capital committed to original streaming programming over the next several years, we wonder if that is the hard decision management teams such as NBC Universal and Paramount should make. In a similar vein, it bolsters our view that Disney should be selling Hulu to Comcast, and focusing on what they are really good at content-wise versus trying to be more like Netflix. Disney's TV studios would then fuel family programming for Disney+, Plus, with an expanding definition of family programming leveraging parental controls, and sell what is truly not family-friendly programming to third parties as an arms dealer. Back in early 2021, LightShed's Brandon Ross wrote, Is WWE ahead of its time again as it abandons its D2C effort?" It appears WWE made the right decision economically speaking, and investors have rewarded them for that tough decision. We wonder if any legacy media company that is accelerating their push into direct-to-consumer streaming will pull a 180 and reverse course to become an arms dealer like Sony. Do not hold your breath, but it's an important issue that every management team should be thinking about as investors fear the rise of hashtag good luck streaming.